I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. It's another week of Cougar Tracks here on kslsports.com and joined as always by BYU defensive end Tyler Batty. Tyler, week five, man, it feels like just yesterday we were previewing the season and now uh, we're at the end of, the, of September, game number five, almost the midway point. It's It flies by, uh, a lot of work to be done. How are you feeling, man? Feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. It is It is crazy to think, yeah, I mean, we're, we're a month, we're a full month into the season. Um, that That's crazy to think about, but here we are. And BYU riding high after a big win uh, over the Wyoming Cowboys, 38-24, to and you played a big part in that. We'll uh, get some takeaways from that game and then also look ahead to this wagon wheel matchup, the last uh, game against Utah State for the foreseeable future as BYU gets ready to take on the Aggies on Thursday night. That's why this podcast is coming out a day earlier, uh, 6 p.m. kick on Thursday, BYU and the Aggies, the battle for the old wagon wheel. But I want to look back at that Wyoming game, and, and you played a big role. BYU uh, uh, defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki c- uh, called you the, the defensive MVP of the game. You got your first sack of the season. What was that moment like, getting that that sack? It was a lot of fun, man. There's always a lot of excitement. Um, yeah, it, it's it's honestly just kind of crazy. Uh, but, uh, but it was a lot of fun, and, you know, it's always fun to get in the backfield and get to tackle a quarterback, so... Yeah, made my night for sure. What runs through your mind when when you see the opening and the opportunity to get that sack? Um, honestly, nothing. If like if you froze that moment, the only thing on my mind would just be like, honestly, nothing. Really, <laughs> <laughs> it would just be empty. It would just be like, what is this? There's no thoughts. It's just whole focus on on. Uh, oh, quarterback, get him. I guess. <laughs> but really, honestly, I'm not thinking anything in that moment. It's just. Right, just you're you're going full speed, full speed ahead. So, did you feel pressure coming into the season to uh, you know deliver a a big number of sacks? I think Elisa Tuiaki told the Athletic that uh, if if there's a player on our defense that maybe could be a, a double digit sack guy, it would be Tyler Batty. Was is there like a pressure to deliver on those high expectations? Um, honestly, I think uh, during the off season there was a little bit of that. I think coming into the season. Um, I, I just kind of let that go, um, and and really, like I said, I think we have a special team this year, and 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 uh, I think it just comes down to everyone just doing their part right, and and making sure that, that the team and the defense as a unit is operating. So any anything anything that I can do to help our team win, if that comes in the form of sacks, great. Um, if it doesn't, that's also great. I mean, sacks are always fun. I would love to get as many sacks as possible, <laughs> um, but it, you know if. For whatever reason, if there's if there's something else I need to be doing than rushing the quarterback every down, you know, I'm more than happy to do it. What was uh, 
maybe the the feeling on, in the team at that halftime locker room. It was fourteen to ten. The offense scored a late touchdown uh, to put you guys in front, but uh, the feel and Kalani noted it in the post game. The rhythm of the game just felt a little bit off. Wyoming was having some success running the football. What was maybe the feeling for for the defense uh, in that halftime locker room? How the first thirty minutes against the Pokes played out? Yeah, you know sometimes, sometimes right you go. I mean, I can't remember how many yards they had rushing in that first half. Maybe it was the majority of their yards. Maybe 100 yards of rushing in that first half. Um, sometimes you go into the locker room at halftime and you're like, what the heck? Like, something's not right. It wasn't, it was, it didn't feel quite like that. It was just, just, yeah, kind of off. Just not, things weren't clicking to stuff the run every single time. They had two, I think, long drives. Um, I think uh, so. So the feeling in the locker room wasn't like, "Whoa, we're like we're getting you know killed out there." It was it was more of just like, "All right, we've got to we've got to do something." You know, we're we're not we're we're missing just just a small piece of um, of what we need in order in order to to clean up our game and 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 stop them and keep their offense off the field. Wyoming in the second half, though, you guys kept them in check. Uh, they were pretty much one dimensional. Their, their their passing attack was. Uh, pretty much non-existent uh, with Peasley, but uh, when when you have that set up where you've got a team almost figured out, what's that like for for a defensive player like yourself? Yeah, honestly, it's 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 really nice. It simplifies things. Um, so, and honestly, some offenses are a little bit more complicated and harder to read than others. Um, with Wyoming, right? They're they're we kind of knew going in. Look, they're going to go big personnel. They're going to try to run the ball, um, and. And you know, once you stop that run, it's okay. We now we know what's coming, right? They're going ten, eleven personnel. They're spreading the field. They're you know they're going draw back pass. Um, and, and honestly, that's nice because you get a you know get a jump to things yeah. sooner, right? You you're not you're not reading quite as much. You're you're a lot more confident in, in what's coming, and you can be and play more aggressive. How did you uh, feel coming out of that game? I know that the Oregon game you you missed due to injury. Felt fine coming out of that one. Yeah, yeah. Or Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. Feel feel good um, mentally, physically. Um, honestly, it was just for me. It was a fun game. Uh, I, you know, the score. Um, uh, we, I mean, we we allowed quite a few points in that game. Um, that's something I think we definitely had to work on. But honestly, coming out of that game for me, I was just happy. I was just happy to be back on the yep. field. Honestly, I was just I was just grateful to be back out there. Um, play another game with the guys. So, Do, do you feel like the team, uh, speaking for the defensive side, but maybe the team as a whole, uh, because you're one of the you know upperclassmen in this program and got a prominent voice on the team, do you feel like there was progress made? Because I feel like sometimes in these games, and I've always said this uh, you know, maybe in, in the media, is that sometimes these games, from a media perspective, it feels like BYU gets placed in a no-win situation where they're this big favorite, that... Uh, the the logo on the helmet, people just say instantly, no matter what Wyoming has, and they had a good running back. I thought that uh, Swing guy was uh, was good. He was, uh, but you know, just because his logo on the helmet, you go, oh, the, the, this team's far inferior, and BYU doesn't make. They should just run him out of the out of the stadium. Uh, did the team make progress? And uh, do you almost like look at the the narratives out there and think, hey, folks, like it's college football, it's hard to win games. Like uh, just maybe your approach to to that line of thought. Yeah, one hundred and fifty percent. It is college football. It is hard to win games. Um, it's uh, it's not easy. It doesn't matter who you play. You got to remember, um, 
the majority, pretty much all the guys playing in college football, if you watch them in high school, you'd best be like, of the best. Yeah, you're like, oh, dang, that dude's good, right? Um, and I think people tend to forget that because, uh, you know, then you once you get to college, you have, like, you know, your top players in college. And it's like, oh, well, these guys are the best. But it's like there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of good athletes. There's a lot of good players um, across a lot of different teams. So maybe as a team they don't have – you know, a cohesive flow, you know, offensively and defensively. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't have playmakers. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that they don't have dudes that can get out there and, and make things happen. Um, and so that's always a good thing, a good thing to remember. And and that's also a good thing for us as players to remember, right? Um, as, as we do go and play other programs um, is yeah, it, it just comes down to respecting your opponent, right? Like, Hey, at the end of the day, these guys are also putting blood, sweat, and tears into, into what they're doing. Um, respect that, and then you know, again, just trust in our preparation that you know that we've, yeah, I mean that we are, you know, better if you will. You know yeah. what I mean as as a team. Um, we've put in put in more hours, done done whatever it takes, right, to go and win that game. You got to trust in that every time you step on the field. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think some people definitely uh, take wins for granted. Um, and, and and don't realize you know the potential other teams have. Does the team uh, value that win then against yeah. Wyoming? And you again, you got to you can't take any win for granted. It's not just like uh, you know we're going to walk in here, we're going to beat them, and you know we're going to go home. No, it's you have to enjoy every every time you get a step on that field, every time you win a game. You if you if you don't enjoy those, and if you don't take time to appreciate those, you're, you're really just cheating yourself because. Mm-hmm. They don't come easy, um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta appreciate them. I remember uh, two years ago when Elisa Tuiaki said it was the UTSA game. I don't remember if you played in that one. You might have. I, I think you might have. It was that mm-hmm. afternoon game, empty stadium. But UTSA at the time is before they had that undefeated run last year where they were twelve and one. But Tuiaki said after the game, throw a UCLA logo on those guys' helmets, you would never know the difference. And UTSA has been a really good team since. And and you wouldn't. And that's that is the like that's that's the thing and and that's what I think is what's so cool about college football. Um is you have teams like that, right? That mm-hmm. that no one really knows who they are because they're not a power they're not in a power 5 conference, etc. But they're still a really good team and they could compete and play with a lot of power 5 teams, right? And so, uh, and yeah, so it just comes down to that is, is, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of competitive football played in a lot of different places across the country. So you finished with four tackles, uh, had a tackle for loss and a sack. And because of that type of performance, you had to speak with us schmucks in the post game <laughs> locker room, uh, the post game press conference. How's that determined? Like does, does, uh, Brett Pine, the, the media relations guy go, Hey guys, I know you don't want to do it, but <laughs> can you come up to the mic? I've always wondered how does that work because Brett will ask us in the media, like, who do you want to talk to? And obviously we want to talk with the guys that are uh, kind of the key, you know, stat guys or preferably like the, we'd love to hear from Jaron all the time, but sometimes we can't hear from Jaron. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, like how, do, how does that get determined? Uh, honestly, yeah, I think that's just Brett and, and those guys. So, so if, if you know, if you finish up the game and you see Brett walking towards you, 
Um, it's either, you know, go run and hide real quick and they'll still find you, honestly, because you have to go to the locker room at some point. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, that's normally how it goes is Brett just comes up, hey, can you do a couple interviews? You're like, sure, and away you go. Is there uh, uh, ever, like, a, a fear factor for some of the guys that, like, they, just, they don't want to do it at all? I think I, I think there are, yeah, yeah, some guys that are just – I mean, I don't – I don't know what you'd say. Just like actually, Brett. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't think I've. I don't think I've heard of anyone that has done that. Yeah. Um. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's happened in the past. Just you know, like Brett could maybe pick someone else. I don't know. But uh. But yeah, that's normally how it goes. Yeah. It, well, it's always an opportunity too. To uh, do you feel like ever a, a pressure maybe to have some like funny moment or like some like cool soundbite that makes the rounds on social media because sometimes these post game pressers I think it was like Malik Moore I really enjoyed something he said during fall camp I think it was a reporter asked him hey where are you at right now in your game or where are you at right now and Malik just interpreted it as where he was physically at and he said well, I'm at the stadium like what do you, I think it was just it was one of those moments where the uh, like when the Baylor basketball was player was asked how does uh, Baylor get out-rebounded by Yale? And the guy explained specifically how a rebound is gap- captured. <laughs> exactly. It was just like, do you ever want to have those moments where you get like asked a dumb question, you just want to be kind of funny with it? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, we'll admit, we, I've asked some dumb ones. We, we love all of our, our sports writers and all of our, <laughs> our but but honestly, um, yeah, occasionally you get a cause, you get a question, and you're just like. Well, well, you see. <laughs> so how did you how did you get four tackles? Well, you see, it's the exact same thing. I I used you know I tackled, so I brought this guy the ball carrier to the ground four times. That's uh, you know the similar sense. There 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 have been some funny questions, or honestly, just some questions you just don't know how to answer. You're just like, honestly, that question was so long. I I don't yeah. know what you're trying to ask. So you either try to make something up, or you're just. Can you, can you say that again? Yeah, I, I've tried to be that that guy that uh, tries to avoid the the long winded questions because no one wants to be there. It's like twelve thirty at night. We're all ready to go home. <laughs> all of us were ready to move on. Three different I, questions I, wrapped into one. There's some nights where I'm just like, I'm not going to ask anything. I'll just let these guys be. <laughs> let them get on with their night so they can enjoy it and, and go home. But now, uh, you know, and also too because Saturday night. It was almost kind of like a, in by your guys' work week a Tuesday because you guys are going to play on uh, on Thursday. It's a short turnaround. BYU and Utah State, six o'clock kick. The Cougars and the Aggies. This is a game where BYU's won the last two, uh, but the Aggies haven't come to Provo since 2018. It's been a minute because of the the COVID year. Uh, your thoughts on this Utah State rivalry, the the last uh, matchup between the two schools for the foreseeable future. Yeah, uh, going to be exciting. Uh, in 2018, I think I think we lost. Did we lose in 2018 at home? Yes, and it was yeah. a blowout. And it was yeah. the game that uh, Zach Wilson had his like breakout moment late yeah. in the game. And Tanner Mangum, it was like, oh, that felt a little different offensively for BYU. And and then Zach really made his rise. From yeah, that no. I, so I was I was still on my mission, but I remember I remember hearing about that, and I was like, oh. Like it was because yeah. the year prior we had went up to Utah State and spanked them in twenty was twenty seventeen twenty eighteen yeah twenty eighteen they come down and spank us in Provo yeah anyways um so honestly yeah excited to host them again um it's gonna be fun yeah we're definitely looking forward to it and uh, it's gonna be interesting yeah not not playing a ton of uh, in state teams 
for yeah the next few years until you know yeah. we kind of get settled into the Big Twelve. Um, so yeah, we're excited. Do you know anyone on, on Utah State? And I ask that because that's typically a narrative with these in-state games. It's guys that played in the high schools against each other. Do you know anyone from uh, Utah State? Uh huh. Um, couple, yeah, couple guys. Couple on, on the offensive side of the ball. Couple on the defensive side of the ball. Um, just whether I met them at camps or yeah. recruiting visits, etc. Um, so yeah, I know know a couple of the guys up there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, again, it's always it's always fun because yeah, those are guys you know you got recruited with and and you've known for years, and so it's yeah, it's it's always a good time. Um, even you know how even if the rivalry rival, rivalry gets a little bitter or whatever, you know during the game after the game, normally things are <laughs> things are all good. The uh, the post game last year, uh, I'm pretty sure Kyle Griffiths uh, led the uh, the wagon wheel song, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that post game locker room celebration like? Enjoying that that wagon wheel up in Logan? Uh, it was fun, man. Honestly, that that last that game last year was a lot of fun. Uh, just overall being up there and there was a lot of energy and um, yeah, it's kind of hostile environment. Uh, they threw trash. They they threw a yeah. ton of stuff at us. We we captured that on KSL Sports. I was like, holy cow, they're they're legitimately throwing trash. And I just pull out the phone and then start recording it, and we throw it up on social media, and it's just right there, clear as day. They're throwing trash on your guys' sideline, so I got to imagine that made it a little bit sweet to to get that win, knowing yeah. that was right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun, honestly. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell a funny story from that uh, last year. We were so uh, so during the game, you know, there there's some stuff that happened. Some of the fans were were yelling just all sorts of stuff, right? As as dumb college kids do. Yeah. Um, so after the game, uh, a couple of our wives actually. Um, kind of came down to the front of the student section right behind our bench. Um, and, you know, there's stairs leading up uh, from from the field mm, to yep. the front of the stands. Yep. Um, and so my wife was one of them. <laughs> and so, uh, so all gay, right? You've, been, you've just been hearing all this crap from, from these students. So, you know, my wife and a, and a couple other players' wives right there. So we walk up the stairs, and it just goes dead quiet. Like, just, <laughs> just dead quiet. This is after four quarters of... Honestly, they've said some pretty messed up stuff at this point, and uh, and it just goes dead quiet. I sit there and I kiss my wife, whatever, and we're talking, and and uh, then like one kid was just like, "Hey, good game, man." <laughs> I just looked at it. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It was just it was just funny, you know, just a funny moment um, after after everything that had happened. Right, yep. this was after they're already throwing stuff. So, anyways, yeah, good times. Well, I, I heard that. Uh you know, from what I gathered, that uh, you know, some of it was like personal. Like Utah State, their their uh, their student section, to their credit, they go deep in the weeds in studying you guys. Like I've heard that there was accusations of specifics about girlfriends and wives and names. Oh and yeah, I, and it was like, okay, that's crossing the line. See that that's one thing. Just kind of go on my soapbox here with the, the Oregon stuff a couple weeks ago. We don't have to get into that, but. I never get. I never understand when pe- fans make it personal. Bring someone's family in. Bring someone's religion. The way they look. It's just like make it about the football game. Make it about right. the the feel to play. Like, oh, you're you're not a good defensive end. Whatever you know. What I mean, just, right? Exactly. You can't get to the quarterback. You're exactly. not good enough. Something like that. It's. I don't ever understand when when fans make it very personal and you throw in like a family element. I, I've never understood that. I, I, I really, I think that uh, just comes back to, 
um, just kind of sports in general, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't view, you know, athletes maybe as people, right? Yeah. It's almost like as entertainers or just like as entertainment, right? Just things, <laughs> right? And so, and so, uh, they don't realize, you know, that that is, yeah, someone's family, <laughs> you know, and, and so, you know, at the, at the end of the day, especially as an athlete, right? You just got to let that, let a lot of that stuff slide. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people just don't, you know, if they took a second to actually think about it, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, not cool. But, you know, in the moment, it's whatever. And I'm sure being at BYU, you guys have probably heard a lot. Uh, I mean, I can, I mean, I can <laughs> only, ima- yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it's one of those programs. And I think it's one of the great things about, uh, for guys that get to play at BYU and for fans and people that cover it, it's the, it's one of the few programs where it doesn't matter who it is. Everyone has an opinion of BYU. Even if it's a person that doesn't like football, they have an opinion on BYU probably because of the religion side. Like, there's everyone has an emotion about BYU. And that's what makes this such a unique program. And you're going to get sometimes some hostile environments, but I got to imagine as a defensive guy, you love getting into these hostile totally. environments. And honestly, you do. You feed off the energy. Yep. That's what that's what a lot of people don't realize, right? Is you just, <laughs> you just feed off the energy and you're like, all right, let's go to work. So. And I, and I got to imagine Thursday night's going to be another great atmosphere. Uh, BYU fans have been bringing it uh, to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I mean, last week, 60,000 plus fans on a late night against a group of five team and still Cougar Nation showed out. I I, I would imagine this is going to be another big game. you got to get there a little bit early, though, because I'm sure traffic's going to be crazy on a weeknight. But uh, get there, and you'll be able to see Tyler Batty and this BYU defense and this BYU team in action. What do you make of Utah State, though? They come into the game. They're struggling right now. This is a team that's gone through a lot of adversity already, and they're probably questioning themselves, but I, I get the sense that they feel like if there's a game to get right, it's BYU. Uh, what do you make about this uh, Utah State offense at the moment? Um, again, uh, Mountain West champs, right, last year. Yeah. Um, that's you know that's nothing to, to shirk at. I think, uh, I, I think they have a lot of potential, right? They may not have been able to kind of, again, put, put all the puzzle pieces together in a few of their games this season. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't have the potential, right? Yep. Um, they totally do. And so, uh, for us looking at their at their offense uh, in particular this week, again, it's just it's just preparing to to come out and and uh, play our brand of football, right? And honestly, um, just make sure that they don't move the ball. <laughs> Was is when we ask, and I say we in the media, when we ask about things like what do you see in the opponent, you know, it's kind of the can questions like what do you see in this team i just asked it you know uh is it really just come down to you guys your own what you do like just like focus on yourself don't really worry about the opponent like how much of of what you're working on in a given week centers around just simply you guys your own uh, own deal or factoring in the the specific opponent you're facing right so uh, i mean a lot of it again a lot of it is right okay who we're playing what they're what they're trying to play um, what they're trying to do offensively, right? We're not going to come out against a Wyoming and go drop eight, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and we're not, and we're not going to go up against a team like Utah State or Oregon and and load the box every time, you know, when when they only have a running back or a running back and a tight end in the box. Um, so a lot of it, right, is game planning, making sure that we're in a position to be successful. Um, and then the second thing really is just that is the other half of it is just going out and doing what we do. Um, and at the end of the day, if we just execute whatever scheme we're running, we're going to be successful um, because we're going to get them off. The, I mean, the whole the whole point is right is to get them off, get them off the field, you know, force turnovers, etc. 
uh, as long as we go out and we play our our brand of football, there's not much an offense can do, right? If we just play at a really high level, right? We we get turnovers, we're getting three and outs, and that's honestly for for an offense. For one, for a defense, that just builds rhythm, right? That builds rhythm, that builds momentum. Um, that's something that we're still as defensively working back towards, right? Is like like we mentioned earlier that rhythm of just everyone being on the same page on the on the defensive side of the ball and everyone clicking, right? Um, I think I think the Oregon game. I mean, it, it's very apparent that that threw a wrench into the works. Um, just everything everything about that game, you know. And and we're still, I think, trying to trying to recover a little bit. Um, but uh, but getting those three and outs um, that just builds chemistry, builds rhythm, and disrupts an offense's rhythm. Right, that's really hard for them to, you know. Okay, you get out on the field, you go three and out. You get out on the field again. Okay, maybe you know second series, you know six plays and you're out. But you're not putting any points on the board. You're not really moving the ball. That is really hard to establish any type of rhythm on offense. And so. Uh, on defense, that's what we love: disruptions. So we love chaos. Let's yes. go. What? Uh, speaking of chaos, there's no there no more uh, better chaos than than getting a turnover. Uh, maybe what's been the the cause that you would say from your vantage point of maybe the the lack of takeaways thus far through four weeks? Yeah, honestly, um, that's something that that we've that we've really focused on. Um, you know, each game is hey, you know, there's. There's ball security issues here. You know, we need to get that ball out. Hey, there's going to be opportunities for interceptions. Um, and and honestly, uh, it's 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 tough to say exactly why. Sure. Um, I think I think guys are making a very consistent effort to try to create those turnovers. Right, trying to be in the right spot at the right time. Um, I think you know some of some of the the throws right that have been completed on us this season. Um, you know, a little better pressure up front, you know, a little better coverage in the back end, those do turn into picks, right? Um there's a lot a lot of little things right that like that. Uh you know, as we're pressuring the quarterback, right? Getting hands on him and getting hands on the ball. Um when you know, when people are coming to make a second effort or, you know, to clean up a tackle, right? Just uh I think I think we've been really focused on right getting that ball out. Sometimes it's just kind of tricky to to say you know maybe he's holding on to it a little bit tighter than he was before you know and and uh but but it's definitely something that we that we focus on and that we will continue to focus on and try to improve because yeah turnovers are huge turnovers are huge if you can get three takeaways in a game uh, the likelihood of you winning that game as a team skyrockets so um definitely definitely a big point of emphasis for us Rare Thursday night game. Uh, it's the first time in the Kalani era that BYU goes from a Saturday night game to a Thursday. Uh, they had a Friday to Thursday back in 2016 when it was Mississippi State to Boise. Uh, these these Thursday night games are very rare. What's the schedule been like this week? Uh, you know what what did Monday look like? And it's even more difficult for you guys because you don't have Sunday to, to you know Utah State was jam packing in their you know, two days worth of activity on Sunday. You guys didn't have that. So what did this work week look like? Um, honestly, yeah, it's, it's been quick. Um, you know, normally a, a typical Monday is kind of recovery, right? You get moving a little bit. We're watching film, kind of game planning, et cetera. Um, where this Monday we rolled in, Monday came around. We're, we're already rolling, right? So it's, it's like a Tuesday for us. 
had like install already. Like right. you guys, you knew what you needed to do. Our install was already in. Where like Monday or Tuesday, you know, we're kind of installing, cleaning things up. Wednesday, where it was like Monday, hey, it's install, clean up everything right now. Um, so just honestly, it's it's almost as like we're. I mean, we are. We're accelerated two days. We're down two days. So uh, you've got to be able to make up or, or at least try to make up for for two lost days in your preparation for this week's game. So, yeah, uh, this week's definitely been different and will continue to be different. <laughs> I know that uh, you're not thinking until about it until after the game, but uh, do you guys get a little bit of a break after after this one on Thursday? Or yep. you're not even thinking that probably right now. <laughs> um, so so we will, right? So, so Friday, and that's going to be weird, right? Normally it's like Saturday. For example, this past week, Saturday, you're right into Sunday. Sunday's just a chill day where it's like, okay, Thursday – Kind of weird, you know, middle of the week game. Okay, Friday, you know, and then and then we're rolling right into the next week of preparation, which is great. But uh, it's just, again, it's just different, yeah. right? Uh, it's not just like, all right, you have your weekend. It's, all right, time to, you know, time to get, I mean, your weekend, one day, one <laughs> Sunday. But, you know, it's right right into to, uh, to more preparation. So that'll be interesting as well. Uh, getting off to a fast start, I got to imagine it's probably going to be something that's critical in this game, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um I think that's something we did right again, uh, really well at USF, and that we've kind of struggled to replicate since then. Um, and so that is definitely a, a big point of emphasis for you know this week and the rest of the season is, yeah, coming out fast, coming out hard, yeah, and, and just setting the tone for the game and then maintaining that for a full four quarters. Uh, last thing for you, Tyler, and uh, we'll let you get back to to getting ready for this big game between BYU and Utah State, the wagon wheel. Um, you know, I asked Kalani Satake about uh, Jaron, uh, Jaron Hall, uh, quarterback for BYU. I'm curious because I haven't really brought him up on the show yet. What does, uh, you know, what's been maybe different about Jaron this year uh, leading? Because it feels like he just, from my vantage point, it seems like he's just got such a comfort level where he knows he's the star quarterback, he's the starter, and it just feels like he's been a really good leader. I mean, just maybe from your perspective, what does uh, Jaron Hall mean to this BYU program and the, and the growth that he's made from last year, his first year as a starter to now, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I, I think it's been I think it's been uh, massive. I think it's been awesome. Um, you can tell, right? He has he has a lot more confidence. I think is uh, is the first thing, right? Like you said, a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Um, just in just in his role, uh, Jaron again again worked his butt off all season, um, prepared really really well, and. Um, and yeah, it just is right more more comfortable in that in that role. Um, Jaron's always been a leader on the team, right? Um, uh, by 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 word and by example. Uh, and I, I think this this year has just really allowed him to to roll into a full stride, right? Knowing him, knowing what he needs to do. <clears throat> excuse me, what he needs to do, and kind of his role. And then, and then having the confidence, right, to step in and fill that and 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 be that guy. Yeah. Um, I, I think as a quarterback, you have to be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have you have to be him, right? Like you, the, he is there's, him. There's yeah, exactly. There is no other position on the field that is like that. There, there really isn't. Um, there's no position. <clears throat> excuse me. You know, even even as a Mike backer, right, on the defense. You do a lot for the defense, right? You're you're in coverage. You're playing the run. You're you know you're kind of commanding the field. But I think offensively, as a quarterback, it's a completely different level. You have to practically be able to call and run an offense yourself. Um, 
and and just like everything that comes along with that, not just the performance on the field, but again, being that guy off the field, um, being okay with that much notoriety and publicity and and Jaron, as we all know, handles it phenomenally and, yep. and is a great guy and is very genuine. Um yeah, and, and so and so he is him. He is that guy. <laughs> it's gotta be nice though to you know, if if sometimes I, I know that you guys I'm not gonna speak it into existence, but <laughs> if the defense does have an off drive, you got a a quarterback that he exactly. can, can get those points back. Exactly, exactly. Um and that's something I do love about our team is is just the confidence confidence and the trust that the offense and the defense share for each other. Well, Tyler, best of luck on Thursday night. It's gonna be a big game. Uh BYU, Utah State, six o'clock kick, four o'clock pregame gets started on KSL and uh ESPN. That's big bit net big network. So you got the, the spotlight yes, game. There we go. That'll be a good uh, spotlight game for you guys and uh Best of luck, and we will talk next week. Sweet. Thanks, Mitch. All right. That's Tyler Batty. Follow him on Twitter at Tyler underscore Batty2 and Tyler underscore Batty on Instagram. We will talk to you next week as we get ready for BYU versus Notre Dame. Going to be a big one in Vegas here on the Cougar Tracks podcast. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.